0: Joining us to discuss the latest developments on the Let's Go Lithium project is Judson Coulter of Rover Metals. Mr. Coulter, thank you for joining us today, sir. Hey, Maurice. Thank you for having me. A pleasure to have you. Before we begin, Mr. Coulter, please introduce us to Rover Metals and the exciting opportunity the company presents to shareholders.
1: Yeah, Rover Metals, we're a critical minerals company just exclusive to the jurisdictions of the United States and Canada. And right now we've got uh our signature asset, which is new. I mean, we'll talk about that today, but the the LOI was moved to a definitive agreement and finalized last week. So our our new signature project is and flagship project is this this Let's Go Lithium project right uh in the heartland there in, in Nevada. So great project. And um, we also have Another great asset in Northern Canada, which is a, a zinc copper project, um, and uh, really we think we're well poised for for growth. Uh, you know, for for our industry for the next uh, ten to twenty years.
0: Well, you stole some of my thunder there, but uh, take us to Nevada, where Rover Metals has a big announcement for shareholders on the six thousand acre Let's Go Lithium project, which, of course, I'm sorry you just referenced is the LOI, Mr. Culture. For someone new to Rover Metals, can you please reacquaint us with the value proposition? on the Let's Go Lithium project and how Rover Metals is positioning shareholders in becoming an emerging energy company.
1: Yeah, no, I I think with this pivot into Lithium, which, you know, the the LOI was signed in uh, September, but moving this now to a finalized acquisition, you know, we've just gone from a very competitive junior mining sector where, you know, whether it's gold or silver or copper, you've got hundreds and thousands of competitors to now the value proposition being we're we're in the state of Nevada, which is agnostic, you know, to any you know just as being cheaper a, across any mineral. So we're we've just lowered our operating and expiration costs by eighty percent, whether it be you know lithium or copper or gold or silver. Lithium, um, Nevada is just you know sort of one of the best spots in the world to be working in mining. Um, but I've also just like to point out that we now just have a handful of competitors like where this project in terms of the value add to shareholders is within sort of an, that infamous you know southwest lithium jurisdiction in the state of Nevada and that's where you know the only producing lithium mine in north america um, with which is that um Marley I mean that does happen to be a brine mine but all the the sort of next gen, I'll call them lithium 2.0 companies, which have these claystone deposits, uh, they're all you know right sort of in our backyard. And um, this project itself, uh, what's I think really exciting about it is this this one just happens to be the closest one of all the bunch to Las Vegas, which is is just a great hub for logistics, um, just all the flights that are going in and out, direct access. Um, So the project itself is just about an hour outside of Las Vegas um, and couldn't be happier to have closed the deal last week.
0: Well, congratulations to you and the team, sir. Now, the lithium price has been surging, far outpacing precious and base metals. Can you touch on the supply and demand forecast and address what is causing the lithium price to skyrocket?
1: Well, I, I think it's just right now we're seeing a couple of factors. I mean, A, China's, you know, controlling supply, but it's also just a huge ramp up for the U.S. automotive sector for, for you know, next year, not to mention, you know, Europe. I mean, Europe itself is also starting, you know, look at, look at what Porsche is bringing to market um, with the Taycan and so on and so forth. So it's, um, you know, just really, I think we're seeing, you know, the the demand that's coming. I mean, we're, you know, the the type of data that we're relying on for things like, you know, this project and its timing, um, benchmark mineral intelligence out of the UK that are sort of considered to be the foremost expert on lithium data. And I just thought it was very interesting, their prediction that even with all the Brownfields projects, including projects that are currently on care and maintenance in lithium, um, if you add in 50 worldwide greenfields projects and make the assumption that all of those greenfields go into production still in 2026 like halfway through 2026 there's still going to be a supply shortfall and you know i think you know we live in a, in a in a world of investment banking and hedge funds and i think the market is just aware of the fact that you know 2026 isn't that far away Plus, you've got new laws in the US that says starting in a two months or a month and a half in 2023, 30% of all lithium has to be purchased in North America by the automotive companies, the Big Four Plus Tesla. Like, you know, if that's if they're going to continue to receive their manufacturing tax credit and pass on an individual consumer tax credit, you know, 30% that's next year. And then in 2027, it scales up. So I think that's also, it's not just China. I think it's also just, um, you know, pure, uh, pure metrics on, on demand.
0: Yeah. And uh, earlier you referenced the brine lithium and then claystone lithium. Last interview, we covered both of those. Can For someone who missed that interview, can you share the distinction between the two? And uh, of course, the advantages of having the claystone lithium project as well.
1: Yeah, so you know, I, mean, I think a lot of people have seen the traditional um, brine, ma- you know, pictures of us. What I should, what I meant that traditional brine mining method in places like Chile and Argentina, where you just see miles of like these, kind of, they kind of look like salt flats, right? Where the lithium, like brine, is just kind of evaporated to surface, and they just flood it. It's like a you know, kind of rice farming in Asia. Like, they just flood it with you know. Millions of gallons of water, right? Super water-intensive process. So this is different. Um, you know, we're following you know the footsteps of the companies that are in Claystone that are you know three to four years ahead of us, where you know they're at the pre-feasibility stage and they've got pilot plants. And so sulfuric acid is is a big uh, ingredient, as is water. Water is still used. Um, but what's um for one, it's less water intensive, but it's also quite interesting that one of the byproducts, I think, is uh, Epsom salt. Um, you know, so there's there's I think that that's one of the things that comes out of uh out of the process. But yeah, I mean, I think that is um, you know, that is the uh, you know, essentially, you know, in Nevada, of course, water is important. On our particular project, we've got you know there there's water wells that that's what we've used the usgs historic water well drilling that's what we've used to understand the size of the ore body on our project and so we just know happen to know that there's there's an abundance of water um, where we're located which is good news for us Um, and you know i think we'll be successful when the time comes for us to to apply for those water rights
0: how about the uh, recovery rate there
1: well, I, I think across the board, so we've got, you know, the, the milling rate with the milling recovery rate, and then you've got your refinery grade, right? So those are two separate things. But right now, what's, what's sort of been a, a good benchmark to get to the end product, which is battery grade Lithium, Lithium carbonate, as it's referred to, and that's, you know, got to be 99.5% pure and above. So, if you're the companies that are getting that that level of refined quality, seem to have an average mill recovery rate of about eighty three percent, and or you know eighty to eighty five. Sort of, you know, I and I can I've looked at four companies that have that in their pre feasibility. You know, again, these are all companies in in this you know southwest um, lithium jurisdiction, to Nevada. Um, so across the board, you know, that's that's sort of. Where we expect to be, but you know, backing up when these companies started three and four years ago, um, they were getting surface samples of you know four five hundred ppm lithiums at surface, and so nothing is different about what we're doing. Um, that's if you know if you look at our news releases and if you look at our our, our surface sampling, those are the grades that we're getting as well. So. Um, you know, I think we're you know we're we're within a you know dry a giant sort of a dried up lake area that's sort of the genetic model, if you will. Where there's the mountains are nearby, and this is an old lake bed, as much as Nevada is, right? Um, and so I think there's you know for a project that is you know maybe you know let's just say uh, you know seventy five hundred miles away. Um, you know, in some of the more proven instances, there's, you know, Mother Nature is quite vast, as you know, and so I, I just think it would, the likelihood if we're getting those grades on surface for us to be able to follow lockstep. Um, you know, there's also, I can just kind of share with, you know, with, with the listener, there's a historic Franklin Wells Hectorite deposit, which is just across the border from this project. I mean, it's just, I'm talking like a couple miles away, and that produced um, before lithium was a thing, and lithium was just a byproduct. But you know, the byproduct of the, when that mine produced historically, you know, they were getting like you know twenty two hundred, um, you know, ppm sort of lithium that they just had no use for, right? So again, that's surface samples, nearby historic mine. You know, we think we've got all the right ingredients.
0: Now, what work has been conducted on the Lesko Lithium project to date, and what is your team working on now?
1: Yeah, no, that's a good way to parlay from sort of where we—I just kind of was uh, talking. So, I think we've got um, the historic water wells uh, for one. You know, there's. The whole area we're in has had a bunch of water wells drilled. There's there's a private uh, clay miner that still produces drill mud. They've been producing drill mud from, since 1966. Um, so there was just a, you know, there's a bunch of infrastructure and work because of that neighbour that we have to our project. But on our project in particular, there was four water wells that were drilled. It logged you know, the the geology below for below surface. So it logged where the clay body starts and where it finishes. And based on that, starting in the highest, like you know, it's funny enough, there actually is a water well where we pulled our highest grade surface sample. So right in that particular area, the I could tell you that the clay body starts six meters below surface. Um, and it's about um, you know, 90 metres on average across our 6,000 acres, because again, there was 4 water wells across this sort of equally spread out ac- between our 6,000 acres. Um, and, and so that's, you know, gives us a sense of, you know, the potential, the blue sky on this. Um, it's never had a drill program for lithium, you know, the USGS water wells, they didn't sample um, and, and send stuff in for the assays. They just kind of, you know, did a, Uh, Logging a core where they, you know, they could say, okay, well, this was like gravel and then clay. I mean, that's all they did was log the core, right? So um, now, you know, that that's the potential. And then, you know, obviously, we've done our surface sampling um, where we've got multiple samples from, you know, a systematic grid across the property. Um, And um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it what it really needs is it needs an RC drill program. It needs about. Uh, 1200 meters of drilling um each hole to you know an average depth of about 60 meters and um you know that would t- that would just kind of put it right into the center of that that clay pit or that sorry not that clay it is an open pit potential but that clay clay body clay ore body and so that that's what we're looking to do for 2023 when in
0: 2023 is your team looking to begin drilling
1: well I think the reality is is just We need to raise a little bit more money. We're in the middle of a financing right now. The market um, is the market. I mean, it's it's, this is kind of a slow time of year, anyways. The good news is, is we've you know done a top up on. There was an acquisition payment here on this project, as well as just you know we needed as a company to top up on G&A. So I think. Here we are in you know mid-November. Um, it just really depends on where where the chips land. I think with the financing um, at month end. Um, that being said, you know Q1 is always a strong sector for, or sorry, I should say always a strong quarter for our sector. Um, a lot of junior miner, uh, miners, there's always a bit of a run on on uh, those stocks and and the ability to finance in Q1, and so I think. We'll certainly, if we're not able to secure our drill money um, in the next couple of weeks, I, I think we'll certainly test the markets in Q1. And um, and you know, I I honestly, given the direction lithium is going, I it's just a matter of when for us. It's not a matter of if. Um, so uh, I do expect us to be successful on on drilling the project um, sometime in 2023. In closing, sir, what would you like to say to shareholders? Well, yeah, I mean, I just, if 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 you don't have Lithium in your portfolio, you, I think you certainly would want some Lithium stock in your portfolio. I think this is a much better sector than when everybody rushed into the marijuana sector thinking that was going to be, or, or even crypto. Like, you know, th- this is something where the demand that, you know, intelligence research uh, houses like Benchmark, like feel free to subscribe to Benchmark and, and read their data too. But this is demand that is forecasted like into twenty sixty. Like this is like lithium is in your phones, it's in cars. Whether cars, you know, maybe they just go hybrid where it's gas and electric. Point is, is there's going to be a sustained need for lithium? Um, there's just not enough companies. So, I mean, we're an affordable stock to be able to get in. Um, you know, that's. Uh, you know, you know, a lot of, of course, the proven ones are expensive, you know, like the companies that have got, you know, proven, you know, 2 million tons plus of lithium carbonate equivalent. Well, those are dollar stocks. So um, I think for us, we're at that pre-discovery, pre-resource disclosure. Um, it's an exciting time, I think, to to, you know, do your research on lithium stocks and, you know, and, um, you know, to to get involved um, at the start of the cycle.
0: Last question. What did I forget to ask?
1: I think that's everything, Maurice. I mean, I just just would add that, you know, we've talked about this lithium project on, on your show slash, you know, um, um, on your channel. But the deal itself just got final approval from the stock exchange on Friday. So that means we have it um, and the deal is done, you know. So I think now we're. I mean, I was obviously very confident that, that we were going to you know, be able to get it across the finish line when we talked three weeks ago, but now it's done, done. And, uh, you know, it's off, off to drilling as soon as, uh, soon as, we, as soon as we've got our drill money. I'm oh, looking
0: forward to it. Mr. Coulter, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Wishing you and Rover Metals the absolute best, sir.
1: Hey, thanks, for ha- thanks so much, Maurice. Appreciate it.
0: The information presented on Proven and Probable,